twelfth day of the month. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and what you have heard from me through many witnesses, entrust to faithful people who will be able to teach others as well. 2 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 2. Today we consider faithfulness as a fruit of the Spirit. Faithfulness begins with God. Why would we want to commit ourselves to an untrustworthy deity? It is the reliability of God that is the basis for our faithfulness to God. The Scriptures place great stress on the dependability of God, precisely so that we can join confidently in the covenant God opens to us. Once we have done this, we are called to be a faithful people. But there is yet one more step in the process. The faithful people of God are to teach others as well. That is, we are to be witnesses to the reliability of God so that those who have not committed themselves to covenant faithfulness may come to believe. If we are not faithful, we place in their way a stumbling block over which they may fall. On this day, then, we pray for grace to trust in God's goodness, to keep our vows with fidelity, and to be those who instruct others in the way. Opening Prayer God of all ages, in every time and place, you have been steadfast. Your faithfulness endures without fail from generation to generation. So bind to yourself the hearts of your covenant people, that all who have promised fidelity to the gospel may fulfill their vows. Preserve your church not only from renunciation or neglect of faith, but also from a tepid faith that calls forth from others contempt rather than conversion. Make your church to be as a city set upon a hill, that our witness may be seen and that others may be drawn to you. For the sake of Jesus Christ, who is faithful in all things. Amen. Psalm 32 Count yourself lucky how happy you must be. You get a fresh start. Your slate's wiped clean. Count yourself lucky. God holds nothing against you, and you're holding nothing back from Him. When I kept it all inside, my bones turned to powder. My words became day-long groans. The pressure never let up. All the juices of my life dried up. Then I let it all, all out. I said, I'll come clean about my failures to God. Suddenly, the pressure was gone. My guilt dissolved. My sin disappeared. These things add up. Every one of us needs to pray. When all hell breaks loose and the dam burst, we'll be on high ground, untouched. God's my island hideaway, keeps danger far from the shore, throws garlands of hosannas around my neck. Let me give you some advice. I'm looking you in the eye and giving it to you straight. Don't be ornery like a horse or mule that needs bit and bridle to stay on track. God defiers are always in trouble. God affirmers find themselves loved every time they turn around. Celebrate God. Sing together, everyone, all you honest hearts, raise the roof. From the book of Judges, chapter 9, verses 22 through 25, and then verses 50 through 57. Now Abimelech ruled over Israel three years. 
Then God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the men of Shechem, and the men of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech, so that the violence done to the seventy sons of Jerubbaal might come, and their blood might be laid on Abimelech their brother, who killed them, and on the men of Shechem, who strengthened his hands to kill his brothers. The men of Shechem set men in ambush against him on the tops of the mountains, and they robbed all who might pass by them along the road, and it was told to Abimelech. Then Abimelech went to Thebes, and he camped against Thebes and captured it. But there was a strong tower in the center of the city, and all the men and women with all the leaders of the city fled there and shut themselves in, and they went up on the roof of the tower. So Abimelech came to the tower and fought against it, and approached the entrance of the tower to burn it with fire. But a certain woman threw an upper millstone on Abimelech's head, crushing his skull. Then he called quickly to the young man, his armor-bearer, and said to him, Draw your sword, kill me so that it will not be said of me, a woman slew me. So the young woman pierced him through, and he died. When the men of Israel saw that Abimelech was dead, each departed to his home. Thus God repaid the wickedness of Abimelech, which he had done to his father in killing his seventy brothers. Also God returned all the wickedness of the men of Shechem on their heads, and the curse of Jotham the son of Jeroboam came upon them. From the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 32, through the 11th verse of the 5th chapter. And the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and not one of them claimed that anything belonging to him was his own, but all things were common property to them. And with great power the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and abundant grace was upon them all. For there was not a needy person among them, for all who were owners of land or houses would sell them and bring the proceeds of the sales and lay them at the apostles' feet, and they would be distributed to each as any had need. Now Joseph, a Levite of Cyprian birth, who was also called Barnabas by the apostles, which translated means son of encouragement, and who owned a tract of land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira, sold a piece of property, and kept back some of the price for himself, with his wife's full knowledge, and bringing a portion of it, laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back some of the price of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not under your control? Why is it that you have conceived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. And as he heard these words, Ananias fell down and breathed his last, and great fear came over all who heard it. The young men got up and covered him up, and after carrying him out, they buried him. Now there elapsed an interval of about three hours, and his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter responded to her, Tell me whether you sold the land for such and such a price. And she said, Yes, that was the price. Then Peter said to her, Why is it that you have agreed together to put the Spirit of the Lord to the test? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out as well. And immediately she fell at his feet and breathed her last. And the young man came in and found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came over the whole church and over all who heard of these things. From the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verses 13 through 25. 
The passer of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and he found in the temple those who were selling oxen and sheep and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. And he made a scourge of cords, and drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen, and he poured out the coins of the money changers, and overturned their tables. And to those who were selling the doves, he said, Take these things away. Stop making my father's house a place of business. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, What sign do you show us as your authority for doing these things? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, It took forty-six years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. So when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he said this, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had spoken. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast, many believed in his name, observing his signs, which he was doing. But Jesus, on his part, was not entrusting himself to them, for he knew all men. And because he did not need anyone to testify concerning man, for he himself knew what was in man. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. For the Methodist Handbook of Prayer for 2022, it's written by Sanya Strachan, Marketing Executive Connectional Team. We hold before Almighty God people all over the world who have had to flee their homes due to conflict and war. We pray for families and individuals separated from each other who continue to seek refuge and safety. We ask for your protection. We thank you, loving God, for charities, churches, and individuals who work tirelessly to help all refugees in their time of need. As a justice-seeking church, we pray that we will be guided by the Holy Spirit to magnify the voices of those people who are marginalized, poor, ignored, or excluded all over the world. We pray for your guidance and our love for you, God. We make these prayers in the name of the Holy Trinity. Amen. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.